welcome to the Daily Dietitian Podcast, a podcast about sharing stories on the struggles and successes of real life healthy living for the family. From easy ways to eat more colorful foods to finding your happy movement. Cut the baloney of the food shaming or the guilt of eating certain foods and keep the focus on making healthy habits that work for you. Join us as we talk with experts in their fields on how to feel our best in our own body and mind. We really just fear what we don't know or don't understand. So I work with people to help them understand the nutritional properties of the food and understand what types of energy and what functions and purposes it'll serve for their body so that there's no fear or there's no worry about whether what you're eating is okay or not. Welcome to episode 17, where I talk with registered dietitian Karina Tolentino, also known on Instagram as All Foods Fit Nutritionist. There is so much information out there about intermittent fasting, to keto, to carbs is what's causing you to be fat, and so much more. No wonder people are trying different diets because it's so confusing and everyone is different. Karina helps break down all the trendy topics. She helps active women stop feeling confused about what to eat and find their healthy balance eating all foods confidently. Join us for this no BS real talk with dietitian Karina. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Tell everyone who you are and what you do. Okay. I am Karina. I'm a registered dietitian. And I own my own business where I help women find their own healthy, well-balanced diet that includes all foods. Um, I also, in addition, work as a renal dietitian. So I split my time between my business and my job. Busy, 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 aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, I remember renal round in the internship was always probably one of the toughest areas, but it was also mm-hmm. very heartwarming to to helping those people. So yes, and it is challenging, but one of the reasons why I like it the most is because I get to see my patients every single week. Yeah. <laughs> so unlike other settings where I may only see them once a month, or if even every other month, uh, I get to see them. I have regular contact with them and I get to develop relationships with them and really get to know them. Oh, that really makes our job even better when we can see the difference in helping people. Mm -hmm. And so tell Mm -hmm. us more about your own business. Sure. So I decided about last year during the pandemic to start my own business. Um, and that was really fueled by when I was working in um, in a clinical setting as a dietitian, when I would see almost probably 90% of the people that I would see would always have some kind of rule that they would have to explain to me around food. They would tell me, I can't eat this, I can't, you know, eat this on this day or eat this at this certain time. Uh, my doctor told me I couldn't eat this. And there was just so much confusion around food and so many people trying to avoid and restrict certain foods. And 
it was really difficult to try to explain to someone in one session that it is okay to eat all foods, that there is nothing wrong with carbs, that sugar isn't addicting, that you can find a healthy way to balance all the foods that you like in moderation. And I just felt really defeated with trying to help these people in such a short time that I felt motivated to start my own business so that I could dedicate the time, work with someone individually, and really help them understand the nutrition basics so that they don't feel worried or concerned or confused or frustrated with their nutrition. Tell everyone your nutrition handle because that kind of wraps up your nutrition message <laughs> in a couple words. What is it? Yes. Yeah, so my uh, Instagram handle is allfoodsfit.nutritionist. And I really didn't know there was that terminology in the social media space um, until I joined Instagram. And that really stuck with me, all foods fit, because it's the truth. All foods can fit into a healthy diet. And there's just no reason to avoid or restrict any foods unless you are allergic to it or have a medical condition where you need to limit certain nutrients. Oh, we hear it all the time, don't we? Like, can you tell me the five worst foods that I should not have? Or I heard mm-hmm. this, like sugar's awful, carbs was bad. Um, should I be eating that? <laughs> and mm-hmm. you you mm-hmm. break it down. You do such a good job of getting to the basics, putting the science behind it. I was just watching your Carbs 101 right before you called. Uh-huh. And uh, explain more about the Carbs 101 Yes. Well, carbs are just so demonized in the world. And the key message that if I could give anyone who's listening right now to this podcast would be that carbs are our main source of energy for our brains and our bodies, our muscles. They literally help you get out of bed, get ready and go to work and drive and do your work efficiently, focus. So, they, they drive our everyday activities. So the thought of carbs being bad or having to eat less of them is, is just so frustrating to hear people say that they're just, they're, to, see, to hear people just portray them negatively because it is our main source of energy. That's definitely one thing I just want to like scream on top of a mountain. <laughs> It's like nails on a chalkboard sometimes, isn't it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, we're not mm-hmm. talking about we're not talking about a whole loaf of bread at every meal. We're just mm-hmm. talking sensible, right? And mm-hmm. you point out in that video too um, that fruit and milk and vegetables all have good carbs, and you mm-hmm. also talk a little bit about fiber. Yes, a lot of people. When they think about carbs, they only think about bread or pasta or rice. And I think a lot of people just don't really actually look at the nutritional value of the food, like milk. Milk, about a glass of milk has about 12 grams of carbohydrate. So that doesn't make it bad. It's just that the awareness of the types of foods that have them. And a lot of vegetables have carbohydrates as well. So even when I always laugh when I hear people say, 
I don't eat any carbs. And then they have a plate full of vegetables. And I'm like, well, that broccoli has carbs. But, you know, zucchini has carbs. So you do eat carbs. And it's virtually almost very, very difficult to eat no carbs. Uh, but yes, there is there is a difference between, you know, complex and simple carbs. And that's some of the information that I dive into with my clients where we understand the differences because we really just fear what we don't know or don't understand. So I work with people to help them understand the nutritional properties of the food and understand what types of energy and what functions and purposes it'll serve for their body so that there's no fear or there's no worry about whether what you're eating is okay or not. I see even you go into protein 101 and fluid and hydration, all very hot topics in nutrition, intermittent fasting. Um, What is one area or topic that seems Mm -hmm. to be the most popular, whether it's in your program or on social media? Um, I think one of the biggest topics is the intermittent fasting or like the idea of whether skipping a meal is okay or people try to explain to me, well, I'm not hungry, but then I eat a lot at night. So definitely I think the idea or there needs to be more education on the fact that it is okay to eat regularly. So say three to four hours. So Maybe you wake up at 8, in 3 to 4 hours, around 11 or 12, you eat your lunch. In 3 to 4 hours, around 3, you eat a snack. And in 3 to 4 hours, around 6, you have dinner. It's okay to have regular meals. You don't have to skip your breakfast, eat lunch, and then go 6 hours, and then have a, have your dinner. So it's totally normal to eat regularly. And I think that's something that, people get confused about because of all of this confusion with fasting and how it's promoted to be healthier or for weight loss. And so that's something that I always get asked if like if they, people should eat a light breakfast or then they complain that they eat too much at night. Well, eating regularly is what's going to help you not eat too much at night. And that's definitely a concept that I keep having to repeat over and over that mindset shift of what they see versus what the real information is. <laughs> exactly. One question that I do have with you is the BMI indicator. Do people seem to get caught up on that if they don't fall in the right areas? And what do you tell your clients? So the issue that I have with BMI is that someone that has a BMI within a normal range, it doesn't necessarily mean that they're just healthy. Someone could also, with a normal BMI, have high cholesterol compared to someone who maybe has a higher BMI. So it doesn't necessarily take into account um, all of your health problems that you could have. So it's not the only indicator, but it is part of it. So you don't have to focus only on the BMI because I have had people ask me or tell me that one of their goals is to have a normal BMI. But in some cases, if you have a larger body 
or if you are of a different ethnicity, then you may never have a normal BMI simply because of your bone structure. Right. And they don't factor in muscle. I feel like I can pack on the muscle. So I'm going to, I'm going to blame the BMI on that. (laughs) Yes, exactly. And as dietitians, we know that muscle weighs more than fat. So it could contribute to a higher BMI, but many people maybe don't understand that. So they see that they have a higher BMI and it makes them worried. It's really hard because even we have been taught within our studies, BMI, calculating it, all the above. And as we Mm -hmm. see it in the field, uh, we're seeing a little shift and it's not, it's not matching up (laughs) Mm -hmm. on what we are seeing within the blood levels of a person to the BMI indicator. So that gets a little tricky. Mm-hmm. That one is definitely. Tough. I love, love, loved your fluid hydration one. Like you break it down, tell people the adequate uh, fluid intake. Um, I always mm-hmm. hear, take your weight and divide it by half. And that's how much you should drink. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Oh. That's a lot for some people. I've never heard that. You haven't? Oh my goodness. That one just kind of, I don't know. I feel like your um, sodium levels are going to be kicked around a little bit for, depending upon your body size. But if you want to share anything with food and hydration. Sure. You know, basically everyone that I've worked with has had the problem that they're not drinking enough. And they just, it's something that is just off the radar. They don't think about, or sometimes they don't want to go to the bathroom (laughs) often. So they just don't drink enough. Um, And I totally understand that, but it is very important. And especially for us women, if we want to have healthy skin, um, it really helps to moisturize our body and, So that's one thing that I always tell them as kind of an incentive, but it also serves many functions and it's hard to sometimes tell whether you are thirsty. So it can, I always like to explain that it can be getting a headache. You may feel tired. Yes. You may feel tired when you are dehydrated. (laughs) So it's often elusive. Like you may not be able to tell, but, it is really important for you to drink throughout the day. And Karina's skin is beautiful, by the way. Like it's <laughs> picture perfect. I'm <laughs> every single video. I'm like, gosh, your skin looks so good. <laughs> she must be drinking her water and eating her omega threes, right? And vitamin C. Thank you. Well, part of it is from exercise. When you when you exercise, I physically get thirsty, so. I am chugging water after I exercise. And then I just, whenever I have a moment, I'm just constantly like <laughs> drinking water. And I, which means I do have to use the bathroom often, but I know that I'm keeping my body hydrated and giving it what it needs to feel its best. So how are you enjoying working with clients in this area? I absolutely love it. <laughs> <laughs> because like I said uh, before, before I wasn't really able to work with people one-on-one long-term or for a large amount of time, it would always only be 20 or 30 minutes. And 
it was really just not enough time to really find out more about that person and what they're hoping to achieve and what they're like, what their life is like, what they enjoy, what they don't enjoy. And with my business, I get to do it. I get to do that and I get to really understand someone and support them and be there with them along the way. So that way I can literally watch them succeed. Whereas before in, in my traditional job, um, I just wasn't able to do that. And just being able to provide that support and knowing that I'm helping make someone's life easier is really fulfilling for me. I love this post. It says, the goal isn't to eat perfectly. And you break a lot of barriers down for your clients. Oh, well, that's actually the other biggest struggle is that I guess the diet industry has really (laughs) hammered it that we have to be like machines where we have to eat perfectly. And if we don't, then we messed up and we, we have to start over and try again, try again strive for perfection and in reality no one is perfect and no one's perfect at anything and let alone eating eating is definitely not perfect so it's definitely a mindset shift that I really have to work with my clients to help them understand that it's not going to be unhealthy for you to eat pizza on a Friday night (laughs) and (laughs) you know enjoy your pizza and enjoy those foods that you really like and then go back to your normal healthy meal. That's right. Um, it's funny, uh, within the 15, 17 years that I've been a dietitian on this shift now, it used to be, are you Mm -hmm. counting your calories? Uh, how much do you Mm -hmm. weigh? And now it seems like it's gotten so bombarded that we're taking a step back and telling people, okay, (laughs) it is okay to enjoy food and to have this food. Um, So how can people connect with you? Uh, Right now, I just have my Instagram. So again, at allfoodsfit.nutritionist. And if there's any, anyone have any questions, then you can definitely send me a message there. And that's the best way to connect with me. Awesome. I see you... We're taking clients for the new year. Um, mm-hmm. How long do you take clients for? Um, right now, I offer a six-week program, so where we break down a couple weeks of nutrition um, education combined with coaching. Um, so I take seven clients at a time. So that's my limit now. <laughs> I want to make sure that I give all of my focus and attention to the clients that I have and support because that's what's most important. So I definitely keep it small. I want to just support them in the best way that I can. And you really hit on a lot of words that we talked about with the intermittent fasting, the mindset shifts, but you also include plant-based eating and clean eating kinds of things you share with your clients when they ask about those two topics. Uh, Well, plant-based, I really have no no issues with plant-based. Um, it is just more of a learning curve for people who don't really understand uh, what protein sources uh, they can now 
choose from that are plant-based. So that's always um, exciting to teach about. Um, and then for clean eating, I there are some aspects of clean eating mindset that I do like. Like they emphasize eating whole grains and more fruits and vegetables, less saturated fat. Um, but it does have this kind of attitude or mentality that comes with it about, again, eating perfectly and, you know, cutting out sugar and cutting out certain foods. So that is definitely something that I re-educate my clients on because that's not something that I've seen is sustainable where we are, again, going towards avoiding or restricting foods or putting that all or nothing mindset behind eating. Yes. When you first started Instagram, did your handle come off? That's totally your message or did it take a little bit? Oh, it definitely took a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) It just sounds so Um, good now. It's just like, yeah, all foods fit. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. No, I think when I first started, it was, it was just my name, like dietitian Karina. Um, But it it didn't take long for me to figure it out. Uh, But it does feel right. <laughs> yeah, it's great. And your uh, your graphics from your topics to, you know, combining carbohydrates and protein for snacks to different hunger cues to trendy food terms that cause confusion. Yeah, if you're not following allfoodsfit.nutritionist, you better because you give clear information on all these kind of messy gray topics. <laughs> So, Thank you so much. Love it. I guess my end message would be just that it is okay to enjoy the foods that you like. And I I really just see when, from my personal experiences, food is so strongly connected to our lives, our traditions, our holidays, it's our memories. I have so many fond memories that are surrounded around food and I just want everyone to have those same experiences and not feel any stress or worry or anxieties when it comes to food. It should be an enjoyable part of your life. How do you help people stay motivated within their area of finding their journey with food? Sure. This is, this is a great topic. So, Part of what I do when I first work with clients is we do visualization. So we have to identify a higher purpose, a reason why they want to change. Sometimes just saying, I want to lose weight isn't enough because there are going to be times when you don't want to do what you set out to do or you just don't feel like you're a good day. So having that purpose, that being able to see what you want to achieve is what helps to motivate you. So not just saying, well, I want to lose weight. Think about how that's going to change your life. So when I work with my clients, we really break down, what is it going to look like? What is it going to feel like? What will you be doing? Who's around you? Um, are you going to be doing different activities? Um, what things will you be doing differently or the same? So we look at all those little details so that 
there's a light at the end of the tunnel, there's a big picture of what you want to achieve. And you have a solid foundation as to why you want to keep going, even on the days where you don't feel motivated. Because unfortunately, motivation doesn't last all the time. It ebbs and flows. I always say if I could come up with a pill that is clearly 100% motivation, I would be so rich. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Like if I could put motivation in a pill, here you go, man, I would get a lot of money. So um, do you want to come up with that idea with me? Game plan? (laughs) (laughs) Totally. (laughs) I'll take it every day. Right? Oh, maybe we just need some uh, girl time too. And and that's probably part of the motivation is just connecting with you and talking to you through the steps is probably the biggest impact for your clients. I think so. And I think a lot of the time people don't pay me for nutrition education. They're paying me for the support and the accountability that I'm giving them that because a lot of people do are very knowledgeable in nutrition and they just have these insecurities. Like they're not sure whether they're doing it right. And they need that support, that guidance to understand that, yes, you're doing it correctly. Keep going. Let's change this a little bit. And that's really what they're working with me for. It's not because they want to really learn their macros or because they want to understand how many calories they need. It's for that support of knowing that there's someone on the other end that's knowledgeable that can really reassure them that they're doing things that are best for themselves. Great. You give a Mm -hmm. lot of information. It was so good to hear your voice um, as opposed to (laughs) social media. Um, Wrap up and go to our closing questions. Sure. Okay. Sure. This is the fun part now. Um, okay. <laughs> as it, if it wasn't already fun, um, if mm-hmm. you were in a TV sitcom show, which one would you be in? <laughs> um, honestly, what comes to mind is there's this, there was this show a couple years ago called Wipeout. I don't know if you're familiar yes. with it. <laughs> it was like the, where you go on and do an obstacle course. <laughs> It's kind of silly. And I would want to be on that show. <laughs> and you're, aren't you a swimmer and, and a, are you a triathlete too? Yeah, I like to swim and I used to be triathletes before okay. triathlons before the pandemic. Right. I could, you'd be good at that. I like that one. So, but it just sounds fun to just kind of laugh at yourself. <laughs> oh, that's great. Uh, my kids play that, uh, you know, in the living room that they make their own obstacle course. Oh, (laughs) Uh, what is one food that someone has said to you? A dietitian eats that. Oh, French fries. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely. I've had like, Oh, I didn't know you ate that. And I'm looking at them like, of course they're delicious. (laughs) Who doesn't love potatoes? Fried potatoes. Yay. Right. Yes. Um, what's your favorite feel good food? Um, I would honestly say a sandwich (laughs) 
because I always tell people if I could eat one thing for the rest of my life, it would be a sandwich. <laughs> They're just, there's so many, you can make so many different kinds. You can customize it. And it's just very comforting to me. I, I'm not really sure why. <laughs> Sandwiches are good. Uh, that's Joey from Friends' favorite food too. Sandwiches. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, if you were to have coffee or lunch with anyone, who would it be? Um, so this one I think is more personal. Uh, my All of my grandparents, uh, they all passed away when I was very young or before I was born. So I think I would really enjoy having one day with all of them. That would be very nice. That sounds so nice. Yes best or latest book you have read? See, this is probably the hardest question. <laughs> Are you a big reader? I do. I uh, like to read a lot. Before, up until a couple months ago, I was that person who had just a stack of books by my nightstand. <laughs> just trying to read five books at once. <laughs> but, but, so now I've, I've, I've broken it up where I'm trying to read one a month. And one that's more educational, like related to, I guess, self-development. Like I had, I liked reading about like personal financing and nutrition. And so I split it up because I also really like to read about um, suspenseful mystery kind of novels. (laughs) So right now I'm reading um, a book called Something in the Water. It's supposed to be a suspenseful book <laughs> Ooh. do you read those before bed I do <laughs> I cannot <laughs> <laughs> I just am always so intrigued I want to but I have to like I'm trying to pace myself and only read like a chapter or two a night <laughs> <laughs> it gets in my dreams those kind of books so I have to do it during the day but they are good oh yeah yes <laughs> Uh, so what's your favorite nutrition type book? There, my favorite nutrition book, honestly, is, uh, by, um, uh, I think it's Ellen Satter. It's okay. like, yeah. um, Secrets of Feeding a Healthy Family. I just think she really lays it out. Like, this is it. It's simple. These are the basics, like no dress. I just really like the way it's a well-written book. Okay. I'll have to check that out. I like that. Cut the BS out of nutrition and just tell it how it is. That's really what we do, though, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> All yeah. of us, not just her either. So <laughs> Definitely. And she does tackle a lot of what we talked about with, uh, like, the fad diets and just the guilt and shame around food. And it also uh, goes into, it's for feeding a family, so it goes into, like, feeding your kids and like the perceptions that your children will have if you are, you know, I guess in exhibiting habits that aren't very healthy. And I just like the way she's, she's written it. Okay. I'll have to check that one out. I've tried and learned from my mistakes of being a dietitian mom. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I don't have any children, so I don't, I don't even, I can't even begin to believe or like understand what that's like. But I, the only thing I learned is from what I read in books and how 
and from being around children and how perceptive they are. Well, that's good. You already have that base because maybe I think I was too strict on stuff. Um, this was so much fun. I got done with a project and kids were doing their stuff, put the puppy in the crate. And then I was like, yay, now I get to go talk. So I was really looking forward to talking with you. Thank you so much. This was great. Yes, you're welcome. I was excited to talk to you too. Like like I said before, I really like connecting with other dietitians, other like-minded dietitians right. who are in the same like field or area in the field. It was great to pick your brain with everything. So thank you for sharing all this today. Thank you, you as well. The diet culture can be a gambit of BS mixed with a tad of science to keep you coming back for more. <laughs> I loved having Karina on here to talk about all hot topics. And even though I'm aware of the science, she just has this knack for explaining the messy nutrition information in a clear, concise way. And honestly, I've relearned some of that information from her myself. Be sure to go check her out on Instagram at allfoodsfit.nutritionist. She keeps it simple and is a breath of fresh air for explaining all the confusing topics. Well, friends, that wraps up another episode. Thank you so much for joining us on the Daily Dietitian Podcast. <laughs>